the League of Women Voters of Dane County and Madison City Channel present Know Your Candidates. Dane County Board, District 12. Here's your moderator, Diane Martin-Liebert. Welcome to City Channel's Know Your Candidates interviews, co-sponsored by the League of Women Voters of Dane County. I'm your moderator, Diane Martin-Liebert, and I'd like to introduce the candidates for Dane County Board District 12, uh, Rick Rawlin and Paul Rusk. Uh, to start, you have three minutes uh, to give an opening statement, um, which answers the following question. What is your professional and civic back educational and civic background that qualifies you for the Dane County Board, and why are you running? We'll start with you, and then after the questions that I ask, you have two minutes each, and we rotate who starts. Okay. And at the end of the program, each have one minute to uh, sum up. Okay. So we'll start with you with the first question. Do you want me to ask again? Please. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> what educational, vocational, or civic experience do you have which qualifies you for this office, and why are you running for the Dane County Board of Supervisors? Thank you very much for asking the question, and thank you to the uh, League of Women Voters for putting this on. It's very uh, appreciative of that. Uh, my name is Rick Rawlin, and I am running for the Dane County Board of Supervisors <coughs> because uh, the lack of responsiveness and responsibility that has occurred that I have observed and that I have uh, seen or talked to uh, a lot of my constituents. They have really uh, brought home the point that Dane County's government is not as responsive as it needs to be. We're not, they're not listening to us. I found that to be the case when I started attending some of the meetings uh, months ago and I'm only finding that to be the case con uh, continuing as it is. The other uh, part of that is being responsible and being responsible is supplying the needs that a government is supposed to supply, which is public, the public protection, uh, protecting those who cannot protect themselves, such as uh, the elderly, the uh, youth at risk, the people who have uh, mental or physical health issues that they have to deal with, uh, the disabled. Those are services that we need to continue to provide and provide as efficiently as possible. We don't have uh, unlimited resources and those resources have been going down uh, from the state and federal level over the last few years, so we need to be even more judicious. We also need to grow our uh, economy so that we can provide and allow uh, more funds, uh, more tax base. The things that I bring to the table that I'm uh, very proud of is my record of service <coughs> and record of uh, work with clients, with professionals, with uh, people in a number of different industries. And those, uh, those people are, uh, have taught me a great deal. What they've taught me is the value of providing good service at a good value. If you can't do that, and government needs to do that, uh, then you're not likely to continue to be in business. I've been in business, in a small business person in the district and in uh, the, the city of Madison for my entire, uh, almost my entire 26 years living here. My wife and I have uh, raised all four of our kids all in the district in the same house. And we've got a lot of, of history here. Uh, I've done a lot of volunteer work, which has taught me a great deal, whether it's uh, my schooling or my uh, kids' schooling, I should say. 
and uh, the Knights of Columbus and my church, that volunteer work has taught me the, the value of teamwork, the value of uh, working uh, towards a common goal and achieving that common goal and just the sheer joy that happens when you have that occur. So those are the, are the uh, things that I bring to the, to the table, uh, that service mentality, that value, um, and also my, my history in the district. No, thank you. Thank you. Okay. Paul? Um, thank you. Um, my name is Paul Rusk, and um, I am the Executive Director of the Alzheimer's and Dementia Alliance of Wisconsin. We have a million-dollar budget, which I oversee, 17 employees, and our primary goal is to assist the 116,000 families in Wisconsin that are going through very tough times with Alzheimer's disease, and I think um, that gives me a very important perspective um, on the county board. Um, I'm educated right here. Both of my degrees are from UW-Madison. I have a bachelor's degree in agriculture and I went back um, later and got a master's degree in public policy and administration. Um, for the last almost 30 years, I have been very active on the north side of Madison. I'm dealing with libraries, community centers, neighborhood associations, and the thing that's nifty, we have essentially rebranded the north side. We now call it the north side. It's not the east side. Mm -hmm. And um, it's a great place to, to live and raise families. And um, my volunteer work in the community is uh, largely why I was first elected to the county board in 2002. Um, on the county board, I have um, moved myself up. Um, I'm now the chair for the last two terms of public protection and judiciary, where I deal um, every week with the sheriff, the judges, the district attorney, the coroner. Um, I have had a fair amount of success in, in that area. Um, I also serve on the Badger, Carey, Badger Prairie um, committee. We're building a brand new Badger Prairie nursing home, which is very important. I'm on the tree board, the airport commission, and I was recently appointed to the sensitive crimes commission. So um, I enjoy my work on the county board. This is a very difficult time for local government. The recession has made it very hard budgetarily and um, I look forward to getting into some of the issues a little bit later. Well, thank you. Okay, Paul, you get this question. Okay. Given state and local reductions in funding, what budget items are you most interested in supporting at the county level, and what would you cut? The key responsibility, number one, at the county level is public safety. And even though um, we have horrendous budget problems in the last budget that we just passed, the Sheriff's Department actually went up 4%. That's critical. Um, secondarily, it's very important that we continue as best we can with all of the prevention programs that we have in Dane County. We need to make sure that kids, when they get involved in the criminal justice system, get out of the criminal justice system quickly. Um, that is very important and many of our other human services also uh, protect families, seniors, the elderly. 
Um, those kinds of things um, are critical and even though our, our state and federal dollars are going down, we're trying very hard to keep our basic infrastructure in place. Thank you. Rick? Thank you. <coughs> uh, I would have to agree with Paul in that uh, public safety is job one for government. That's what we need to do. Uh, but that public safety also needs to extend to the people that are least able to fend for themselves. While we still have to supply the, uh, a working 911 center, sheriffs and, and the deputies and the uh, jail so that they're properly trained, properly supplied, and properly equipped. And also a working and operational nine or excuse me, uh, radio interoperability system. We also need to make sure that, that the people who are, are least able to vent for themselves are, in still, are still gonna be covered. Our budget and the, the borrowing that we've done over the last two years, three years in particular, and our drop in bond rating have put in jeopardy future budgets and we need to be, get our financial house in order. That's why we lost uh, a step on our bond, uh, bond rating. Uh, I would pledge to make sure that our, our budgeting is improved to the point that there is a, a clear transparency, that there is no gimmicks that are going on, that they, uh, the public and the bondholders uh, can feel comfortable with what we're doing, and that will assist us in making sure that those the needed funds are there. We also need to grow our economy, and so we need that two-prong approach, is to grow the economy by economic development and well, I hope we'll have some more time to cover some of the economic development issues, which I think are a little bit more specific. Uh, and I believe there's maybe some questions in the future. If not, that'll be my closing. Okay. Thank you. Paul. Okay. Um, didn't I, I think I started. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you did, I'm sorry. Would you like a little more? <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, then we'll start with you this Please. time. You what much. is the most important issue for your district and how do you intend to work on it? Well, I've heard as I've gone to thousands of doors so far and talked to hundreds and hundreds of people so far, I've heard the budget and taxes and just a, a general disgruntled nature on the RTA and, and the way that was handled and public safety. I really think it boils down to responsible government and responsive government. And by responsible government, I mean the budgeting that actually uh, meets the needs and sets the priorities as they should be set and responsive government in that we're actually talking to the community, talking to the voters, making sure that what they want out of their government is what they're getting out of their government. Uh, the government is, is for the, uh, to serve the people, not the other way around. And so that's, in my opinion, uh, probably one of the biggest issues. What I would pledge to do to, to make sure that we had a responsive government, particularly in the 12th district, is to continue the same kind of connection and uh, communications that I'm doing now, whether it's door-to-door, -door, small meetings, uh, a website, and uh, access to information such as that so that I can interact with people and build that relationship so I know what it is that their concerns are and that we can try and help meet those as a government. The responsive or the responsible part of the government is making sure that our money is spent as wisely as it possibly can. When there are cuts available to be made, uh, as there were on the floor in the last budget, uh, that they are in fact made. And I wanna make sure that that happens so that we don't spend any more than, than we 
actually absolutely have to. Uh, they work too hard for the money. Uh, we work too hard for the money as, as constituents. We need it spent wisely. Now you can. Um, I think there are two big issues. Um, the economy, um, and even though the, the Dane County Board, um, we do have somewhat of a role in that area. I'm on the Airport Commission. We've been very fortunate to um, actually uh, grow our airport. We have a new airline, Frontier, that just came, um, and th that helps as our largest Northside employer um, to um, grow the economy to try and respond to the fact that so many people have either lost their job or um, have um, been cut back. Um, the second big issue is, uh, is, as always, is property taxes. Um, and even though um, our sources of revenue have taken a tremendous hit in the last year, year and a half, the average county property tax bill went up $20 on a $250,000 house. And that is, that is very good. Um, the overall bill went up more, but I'm involved in county government and that's where, where um, I'm responsible. Um, the budgeting process itself goes on for many, many months. And there are lots of efficiencies that I've been able to work on that have been built into the budget process. What happens on the end with a lot of flourish on the county board floor really doesn't have very much impact on the budget. It's the months and months that goes into working on the budget that uh, uh, ends up with the final product. Okay. Okay, now you can start. Okay. <laughs> Which committees do you wish to serve on and why? This okay. is kind of an easy one for you. Okay. Um, I have been on uh, public protection and judiciary ever since I was um, elected to the county board in 2002. And um, this is right now among the most popular um, committee. We operate in a very nonpartisan nature. Um, everybody on that committee gets a fair shake. Um, and the uh, interest for me is the complexity um, because you're not only dealing um, with your colleagues on the county board, you're dealing with an independently elected sheriff, 17 independently elected judges, the coroner, the district attorney, and they all have powers under the state constitution that are separate and um, it, you have to pull them all together in order to make any changes. And we've done fairly well implementing um, an audit that calls for a lot of efficiencies in the criminal justice area. Um, and we were actually saving some money while we're also uh, making the system operate more effectively so that people can move through the court system more smoothly. And if I'm reelected on April 6th, um, I will, of course, request that I, that I stay on PP&J. Okay, thank you. Rick? Okay. Uh, the, because budgeting and fiscal responsibility is so pivotal and vital to our district, and to the county as a whole. Uh, I would like to use my business acumen and the skill set that I bring, the problem solving that I bring, and my experience to personnel and finance. That would be uh, a place where I think I can uh, apply those skills uh, most effectively and serve the, the public as best I can. 
because I also have a real estate background. I've taught it and have worked within it for over 20 years. I have a soft spot in my heart for zoning and uh, land use. And I see firsthand what happens when zoning is done well, when land use regulations are sensible, when they are applied reasonably. And I see when that occurs, the property values go up or are maintained and the private property owners are protected, as is the environment and the rest of society. And that's good. But I also see the, back, the downside of that when it's, they're not uh, logical, they're not sensible uh, regulations. And I want to prevent those uh, nonsensical regulations and, and things to go through. And also because I have a business background and I have a, a burning passion to bring more businesses, because I, I love Dane County, I think it's a great place to live. I'd like to bring more business people and more persons uh, grow more businesses here locally, incubate more businesses so that we can grow our own economic pie so we won't have to deal with such uh, biz, uh, budget constraints in the future. Okay, thank you. Okay, now you start with this one. With the board's vote to form the Regional Trans Transportation Authority, how much should the board monitor its work and what would you like to see as its priorities? Thank you. Uh, unfortunately, we've handed over the reins of power, so all we have left is monitoring its work. What we need to do is, uh, or what I would propose, is to have a, a small committee uh, within the, the board to monitor, to attend meetings, uh, go to and review the minutes so that we know what is going on at the RTA. Because what they do when it comes to their financing and their policies and what they choose to do will impact what Dane County can do. We, we're going to have to do some or make some changes uh, potentially based on what they're uh, accomplishing and what they're intending to accomplish. So we need to do that. Uh, sec <coughs> excuse me. Uh, secondly, we were promised as a county, the constituents of, of Dane County were promised numerous times by numerous people there will be a referendum. We need to use the bully pulpit that we have as a county board to make sure that that referendum happens sooner rather than later and that the results of that referendum are going to be honored by that RTA board. We don't have the authority to do that other than the bully pulpit, but we need to hammer that bully pulpit as much as we can. Okay, thank you. Okay. Um, under the state law, um, the RTA is a fairly independent body. Uh, this week they will be meeting for the first time and their first action will include a binding referendum before the sales tax goes up, which is what many of us have insisted upon all along. Um, what I'm hoping is that um, we can work together with the RTA and the RTA has an awful lot of work to do because they have to develop a plan that's um, acceptable to the voters, a transportation plan, a comprehensive transportation plan. And um, uh, we'll see uh, whether they can do that. As Dane County continues to grow and as the, um, the uh, interconnectedness between transportation and economic development um, grows, I'm hoping that the RTA can come up with a plan that's acceptable. Um, to the voters, but time will tell whether that occurs or not. Okay, thank you. Okay, it's your turn next. In difficult economic times, how do you believe the board should balance fiscal restraint with assisting county residents that are most in need? 
This is our biggest challenge. Um, uh, only 25% of the county's budget comes from the property tax. The human services budget is the, the largest part and over half of the human services budget comes from state and federal revenues. Those revenues have been dropping, putting tremendous pressure on the property tax. But since it's only 25% of the overall county spending, in order to keep human services at its current level, we would have to have humongous property tax increases. So what we've done is tried to come up with efficiencies um, especially in the area of developmental disabilities. We have among the best services in the nation here in Dane County. And that has been a huge challenge to try and come up with efficiencies in that area, which is about a little bit less than half of the human services budget. Um, we're fortunate that we're so creative in Dane County and our purchase of service agencies are able to continually um, try for new ways of doing things so that we can continue um, helping all the people that need our help. So I think uh, to kind of sum up, we're going to have to continue uh, to look for additional efficiencies, often through technology. Um, that helps. And we also need to put a great deal of pressure on state government and our federal government that they can't keep reducing dollars for us, especially when we have all these mandates. Um, you know, requiring us to do stuff and not providing the dollars makes it very, very difficult for local government. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Uh, one of the things that, that I would definitely agree is that that section of the, the budget is truly being squeezed uh, mightily by the federal and state cutbacks. They're if you think our budget looks ugly, you should see theirs. It's, uh, they have issues that, that really are, they're going to have to deal with. So what we need to do is uh, do the best we can with what we have in the way of, of programs where we do have discretion, whether they be in, in those areas or whether they be uh, outside of those areas, and make sure that we have uh, independent audits to, to verify, are they doing what they're supposed to be doing? Are they spending the money the best way they can? Because we need to, to penny pinch uh, as best we can and, and find out, find additional revenue sources where we can. Uh, second area that uh, I want to make sure that, that we pursue is economic development. The Economic Development Committee is uh, merely a start. It's only been in, in existence for about a year. It is definitely an area that I have interest in. And if we can grow Dane County. We've got a great place to live. We've got a place that people should want to come to. We've got a fantastic workforce. Those folks uh, need to be put to work. If we grow our economy, whether it is homegrown by incubating businesses locally or bringing businesses from outside of the county, our tax base can go up. Therefore, our availability for funds for any sorts of programs that we prioritize and believe are important. Uh, go up. So we need to do that. There has to be an economic development component to the, the budgeting process, particularly in these tough budget times. Thank you. Okay. I think we have what time for one, one more question before you're closing. Um, so we'll start with you, you and try to keep this as short as possible for okay. the time. How do you plan to keep in contact with your co constituents on oh, issues? That's a good one. 
what I've been doing so far, doors, making sure that, that I uh, meet people as best as whenever I can in whatever settings, small meetings. Uh, my website has been very uh, fruitful in, in connecting with people. I will continue to do all of those. I'll continue to or, uh, publish articles in whatever uh, ways that I can and whatever sort or places uh, within, whether it's the Northside News or the Nesco Newsletter uh, or a, a variety of other places and communicate with the, the electorate that way. And the doors are the best part of this job. There's not even a close second. So getting out there and, and learning what people want and trying to establish uh, policies based on that um, is by far the best part of this job. So that's the part that I'm going to uh, pursue with a religious fervor. Okay, thank you. Okay. I think one of the key things uh, keeping in touch is just being active in the community yourself. Um, this past week I was at the Northside Planning Council meeting with uh, 75 people um, discussing the future of the Northside News. I was at the Statue of Liberty committee meeting after that working with them on how we're going to um, restore the Statue of Liberty in, in Warner Park. So the, um, the published articles in the Northside News and using email um, those are very valuable, of course, and all elected officials use those. Um, but I think you need to go beyond that and uh, continue, once you're elected, to be very active in the neighborhood associations and the organizations that are already existing. Okay, thank you. Now, you each have one minute for your closing statement, and Paul, you start. Okay. Um, I want to thank the voters for sending me to the county board. Um, in 2002 when I was first elected and I have been um, re-elected every time since then. Um, I think that I've been a very successful county board member. Um, it's hard for me to say this but um, I'm highly respected um, on the county board with my colleagues and the people that I work with in county government and I really um, would um, appreciate the opportunity on April 6th um, to be reelected and continue what I'm doing. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'd like to, before I start, thank the League of Women Voters for allowing this to occur. Uh, it's a wonderful opportunity for the to see the clear difference between the candidates' uh, policy and and what they how, what they stand for. And I also want to thank Paul for participating as well. What I really want to see uh, in in Dane County, but particularly in my own district, is a connection, a reconnection, I should say, of the, the constituents with their government so that they have an opportunity to be heard, to feel like they're being respected, to feel like they're being um, listened to and actually uh, are being supported in what they want to accomplish. Government shouldn't get in the way of people. It should not uh, be something that is an obstruction to uh, our daily lives. It should be a helpmate to our daily lives. And I want to see that Dane County government, to, I want to see it become that. Okay, thank you. Unfortunately, we have run out of time. I want to thank the candidates for joining us. And I want to remind everybody that Election Day is April 6th. And please vote. Please vote. Yes. <laughs> Very important.